Okay, Bukhar Tov, everybody. So we're continuing with our discussion of the Haggadah. So there's an interesting rule that the Mishnah teaches us about the Haggadah and the telling the story of the Exodus from Mitzrayim, the Yitzia Mitzrayim, that we have to be matchil b'kinut u'misayim b'shvach. We have to begin by discussing some of the more shameful, embarrassing things, and then we finish with the good things, the great things, the glorious things, the... Glorious things are clear. It's the fact that we left Mitzrayim, the fact that Hashem took us on our way to Eretz Yisrael. Those are wonderful things. That's the Messiah Mishvach. But what's the Matzchil B'Knut? So the Gemara has two opinions. One opinion says that it's the phrase Mitzchila Avodazara The fact that our forefathers were originally idol worshippers. Who are our forefathers? Who are idol worshippers? So it refers to Terach Avi Abraham, Terach, the forefather of Abraham Avinu, who was a great idol worshipper. So he's our forefather. So that's the Gnut that we begin with. Others say, uh, another opinion of the Gemara is that Avadim Hayinu Lafarabu Mitzrayim, the fact that we began as slaves, we were in a very difficult physical state of slavery. So that's the other opinion of the Gemara as to what does it mean that we're Matzchil Begnut, we begin with shameful things. So, the question that many commentaries are bothered by is why is it important to be maschil b'gnut? Why do we have to even talk about these bad things? Why is that an essential part of telling the story of the Haggadah to discuss the negative experiences, to discuss the shameful experiences, whether it was that our ancestors were Ovdeh Avodazara, they were idol worshippers, or that they were slaves in Egypt. So why do we even have to, why is that so important to telling the story of the Haggadah, telling the, telling the story of Yitziat Mitzrayim? So I wanted to explain, based on a mashal, a parable, um, this is also based on ideas that Rabbi Lerner shared in his Shavah HaGadol, Rasha, this past Shabbat, he didn't mention this mashal, but I think it ties in well to some ideas that Rabbi Lerner spoke about also. So there's a mashal that Chacham uh, Yosef brings down in his Haggadah. It's a, he writes it in a different context, but I think it's relevant to hear as well. So the mashal is as follows. There was a, a king who went out with his advisors. They were strolling around in the streets, strolling around, they're walking around, going through the paths in the, you know, out in the, in the grassy fields. And he hears this beautiful sound of someone playing a flute. So he sends his advisors to figure out what's going on. And he found this young boy who's a young shepherd, who has his shepherd stick and he's wearing a shepherd clothing and he's playing the flute. So the king says, I want to meet him. I want to talk to him. So he brings the shepherd, they bring the shepherd over and he talks to the king and the king is very impressed by him. His fine character, he seems to be quite intelligent, he seems to be uh, a wonderful person. And the king says, you know what, I want to bring him into my palace. I want to bring him into my kingdom. I want, to, I want him to be around me. So they, they offer him to come and he decides, okay, sure, I'll come. And he moves into the palace and he hangs out a lot with the king. And the king teaches him and the king uh, directs him and guides him and tells him what it means to be part of a kingdom, what it means to run a government, and he trains him, and little by little, this young shepherd eventually moves up the ranks in the kingdom, he moves up the ranks in the government, and he ends up becoming the finance minister. And he's a fantastic finance minister, the king loves him, the people love him, he lowers taxes, so people are happy about that, and he does a wonderful job in the position, but as often happens when people become very successful, those who are around them, the other ministers, start becoming jealous of him. So the ministers say to the king, Hamelech, the king, you should know that this, this finance minister, he used to be a lowly, a lowly shepherd, and he's stealing from your treasury. You should know that he's stealing from your treasury. Now obviously these are false rumors, 
that they were very, very jealous of this finance minister. So they spread these false rumors that he's stealing from the treasury. So the king says, it can't be. He's such a wonderful man. He's such a good boy. There's no way he's stealing. It can't be. So then they keep, but they keep persisting, and they day after day they keep telling the king that he's stealing from the treasury. So the king says, "Okay, you know what? Let's figure out once and for all what's really going on. Let's make a surprise visit to his home, and we'll check and we'll see if really he has stolen objects there. We'll be able to tell whether he took things from the treasury or not." So they go into the house, and it's a very simple, very simple place, and they they look around. They don't really see anything. Nothing's going on. They search high, they search low, and there's nothing there. So the king says, you see, my my students, this wonderful finance minister, he was innocent all along. You guys accused him falsely. And the other ministers are a little bit embarrassed until they realized that there's one room that they didn't go into yet. There's this door. It's a locked door, and they didn't go inside yet. And they say to the finance minister who's there with them, let us into this room. The finance minister says, no, I'm sorry. The, you can check anything else you want in the house, but this room is off limits. They say, I'm sorry. Yeah, we're here to check it out. Let us in. He says, please, 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 I beg of you, I beg of you, please don't make me open up that door. And the king says, I, I feel bad, I'm sorry, but I have no choice. We're here to figure out if you're really stealing from the treasury or not. We have to be able to open the door and see what's inside. So he has no choice. The finance minister has no choice, and he opens the door for them. And they go inside, and expecting to see great treasures and gold and silver and jewels. Instead, they see a little chair with the old clothing, the old shepherd clothing, his shepherd stick, and his flute. And they say to him, what's going on here? What, what, what happened? What, what, what is this? So he says to them as follows. He says that from the day I became the finance minister, from the day I started climbing up the ranks in your palace, I was very nervous. I was very scared that I would come to become arrogant and think that it was because of me, because of my greatness, because I'm so smart, because I have all these abilities that I became the finance minister. And not realize that really the greatness comes from Hashem. Really the greatness comes from others. It's not about me. It's about the people who surround me. It's about Hashem. I was nervous that I would forget about these things. So what did I do? So every day, just for a few minutes, I go inside and I sit down on this bench and I blow, I play my, my flute and I wear my old clothing and I hold my stick and I realize that you, I say to myself, you used to be a lowly shepherd. Don't get so high on yourself. Don't think so high of yourself. Don't think of yourself as better than anybody else. You come from humble beginnings. Don't forget your humble beginnings. Don't forget where you came from. And that brings in with me a sense of, of humility. It makes me feel like I'm not such a great person. I'm not such, so much better than everybody else. I'm not, I, it wasn't my strength. It wasn't my ability. It all became, became because of others. It came because of Hashem that I was able to reach the, this position. So on the night of the Seder, we talk about the greatness of B'nai Yisrael, the greatness of the Jewish people. But there's a danger as well. You can come to forget Hashem. We could think about, maybe it was my ability, maybe it was my zikhud, maybe it was because of me that I left Mitzrayim. So we focus so much on the fact that it was only Hashem who took us out of Mitzrayim. But we also have to focus on our lowly beginnings. We focus on the fact that, We're not for the fact that Hashem took us out. We would still be slaves in Egypt. 
We focus on the fact that we came from perhaps lowly idol-worshipping beginnings, from, from the beginning of Terach. We came from these lowly places. And Hashem lifted us up. Hashem took us out. Hashem built us into a nation. Hashem made us greater. There's no room for us to feel arrogant. There's no room for us to say, yadi. It was my strength, it was my ability, it was my power that made me this great. But we realize that it all comes from Hashem. It was the gift that Hashem gave us. It was the kindness of Hashem, the, the mercy that Hashem had on us. The fact that Hashem took us out for a purpose in order to build a nation. That's what we think about. That's what we are reminded of. It's, it's important to remember the greatness of the Jewish people. That's what this night's all about. About uh, Hashem, we call Pesach, to remember that Hashem Pesach, the, the kindness that Hashem did for us, but the greatness of the Jewish people that we merited such a, such a miracle. And Hashem lifted us up to make us into such a great nation. But at the same time, we call it Chag Hamatzot. That's what Hamavadia says. The same time we call it Chag Hamatzot, it's the holiday of the bread. It's, it's poor man's bread. It's the bread of slavery. To remember that even at the times of greatness, even at the times where we're thinking about the greatness of the Jewish people, we also remember that it wasn't necessarily us. It wasn't our merits. It was the kindness of Hashem. There's no room for arrogance. There's no room for us to think, to think of us as being so high and so incredible because we came from lowly roots. We came from lowly beginnings. And Hashem had mercy on us and showed us kindness and took us out and took us to where we are today. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Call Tooth.